We are learning Dafyot. We're starting from the very bottom of Daf Tesimid Beis. Uh, we're learning about the story of Shimshon, the very bottom line of Tesimid Beis. This is what the Malach was telling Shimshon's mother that she's going to have a son who will begin to save Klai Yisrael from the hands of the Plishtim here. The idea of Yachel, which can mean to start, but Yachel can also mean to like break a, a, a promise. And the idea is that the original Shavuah, which was made between Avimelech, who was the king of the Plishtim, and Avraham, that they wouldn't uh, harm each other, the Plishtim and, uh, and Klai Yisrael, we're saying is that there was a Chalash Vashash Avimelech that had become desecrated, already gone away. Why? That's what's written with Avimelech. It says, they made a Shavuah that, that there wouldn't be in Tishkar Lili that don't be false to me or my son or my grandson. And what happened was that until the Shavuah was broken, so then there was no way that the Jews could fight against the Plishtim. But here the Plishtim violated the oath. They desecrated the oath um, because they, they were mean to the Jews. They, they fought against the Jews. And so now Shimshon was not bound by it either because uh, Shavuah is a two-way street. Once the Plishtim, once the Plishtim were fighting against us, so then we were able uh, to fight back as well. That's the, that's the idea. It seems interestingly, even though the Lushan of the Apostle is only three generations, which would seem that the time had already passed by then, but it's possible that maybe Avimelech had some grandchildren who were very old and they were still alive at that point. It's possible. So the only reason why they were able to break it is because once the Plishtim broke it, so then Kala Yisrael was allowed to break it as well. It says about Shimshon that the, the Nar grew up and Hashem blessed him. In what way was Shimshon blessed? He was blessed with his with his Amma, which was a euphemism to the male organ. Even though it was an ordinary size, his but still his, his, his Zerah was like a rushing stream, meaning he had a tremendous amount of desire and um, he was able through that to, to do, accomplish a lot through getting close to the Plishtim women and then all the stories and the pretext that he was able to find to go ahead and fight against the Plishtim. So this is at the very end of his life when he makes a tefillah. He says, remember me, strengthen me just this one more time and I will, I will take vengeance with, uh, with, with one of my two eyes here. So this is what this, this scenario was there where they brought Shimshon out after they, they poked his eyes out and they brought him out to, um, just to make fun of him. So he davened for the power to destroy the whole place. And he was able to, 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 he committed suicide, but it was a suicide mission where he, he brought down the whole building and he killed everybody. So I'm a Rav, I'm a Shimshon of the Akadosh Baruch Hu, Shalom, Zacharli, Esrim, Shtam, Shana, Shabbat, I want you to remember the 22 years that I was a Shafi of a Kalai I never asked anybody to move a staff from me from one place to another. So, in other words, the point is, is that he never. He never took favors, and therefore he was acting. He was asking, and that's close to have the strength to save Klal Yisrael. And then another story that happened: He went and he captured three hundred foxes, and this was the the time of the one the woman with Timna at that time. And when his wife had been given to another man, so he was it was a good pretext to fight against the Plishim. He took three hundred foxes. He tied torches to their tails. He let them let loose in the to, to run, he allowed them to run loose amongst the, the Plishim fields, and they caused a lot of damage. So we're well, using foxes. Says the Gemara, "My Shmuel, well, why is he using foxes?" Let the animal that comes and retreats back. Rashi explains when someone attacks the ox. It does not turn and run, but it backs away rather. So let the animal that backs away, it should come. It should, be, it should, it should now punish the Plishtim who backed out of their oath. Remember, that was the whole reason why Shimshon was attacking them, why the Shavu of Avram was no longer um, current and relevant.
Says in Martanya, it says in Vaisa, Amar of Shimon Achaz, of Shimon Achaz, who said, Bing Sev Shimshim Shishim Amahaya. There were 60 Amas between the two shoulders of Shimshon. This seems like a huge, huge, huge amount. Doesn't seem to be seen, like we can understand this at a, on a literal thing, but it means that he was so strong, as if that he could carry, as if his shoulders were 60 Amas, and that's why he was able to carry so much between them. Shimshon slept until the midnight, he got up at midnight. He held onto the doors of the city gate, which Dea Mezuzos and the two doorposts. He took them out, he tore them out, he tore out the doors. Um, with the bars, and he put them across his shoulders. We have a tradition. The doors of the Gaza Gate were not less than sixty amos wide, so Shimshon was able to just pick them up and put them on his shoulders. So we see his shoulders must have been sixty amos. Continues. It says that he would grind in the prison. So what does this mean? Now this is when, at the end of his life, when he was put in prison. Then we say trina means sin, like usually for adultery. That's what the pasuk says. My wife should uh, grind for another man. That's what the Pasuk here is saying. You was talking in that, in that context. So it's a, an idea of adultery. Then when Plishim were imprisoned, Shimshon, they brought, each one of them brought their wives to Shimshon in prison, so that each of these women should become pregnant from him. They wanted, they wanted to have children with Shimshon's strength, so they wanted their wives to become pregnant from him. This is what people say. Before a wine drinker, you should bring him wine. Before someone who, who works in the garden, he eats vegetables, bring a basket of vegetables. So the idea is you bring person a gift to what they're used to. So Shimshun was involved always with relations with the Plishtim. So, so, so he should, that ended up causing that all these people brought their wives to him. Now again, a similar type of idea based on the passage we saw. If a man commits adultery, so his wife will commit adultery against him. Says in the passage, my heart was to do so over a woman, or if I if if, if I'm waiting, I lay waiting by my neighbor's door. It says in the next passage, my wife will grind for will grind for another man. And while the stranger is um, wanting to be with her. So that's the idea is that it works in a two-way street. If he's Muzana, by, by, uh, again, if a man commits adultery, so his wife will commit adultery against him. This is what, like what people say, that he is with the big pumpkins and his wife is with the small pumpkins. So this, you know, we, whatever the, the man is doing, the wife is doing as well. The Gemara says this in Mesachas uh, Megillah about, about Achashverosh and and Vashti, how they both were really into um, adultery and promiscuous things. Shimson was such an amazing judge. He judged Kalah Yisrael just like their father in heaven. Um, we homiletically expound this judge that Don will judge his people like one. What does it mean like one? He'll be a judge just like the one Melech Machem Lachem. Shimshon is called the name. Shimshon is based on the name of Hashem. Shimshon says a wall. Uh, but here it says Shemesh, and a shield is Hashem. So here, Shemesh um, is a word for the wall, Shemesh, which is like Shimshon. And there in that context, it's saying that Hashem is the protector, like the wall for Kala Yisrael. So the Gemara asks, According to the words, the word Shemesh should never be erased. If, it, if the word Shemesh is really the, one of the names of Hashem, so why don't we find that as Kedusha, like it shouldn't be allowed to be erased? So the Gemara says, El, rather, mean, it doesn't mean that Shemshon is really a name of Hashem, but it's, a, it's derived, it's, it's a derivation from 
a name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's an aspect of Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Megan HaKadosh Baruch Hu, just Hashem is a total protector over the world. So to Shimshon, was a protector in his generation. Bilam was lame in one foot. He walked around in a limp. Shefi, and that's on the water, understands that it means that, that he, was, was, he had one leg which was hurt. The Pashup Shad is, was, it was hurt when uh, the donkey pressed it against the wall, against the wall on the way. So his, he, he, that's when his leg got hurt. Got hurt. Shimshon Shimshon was lame in both of his legs. It says Don, it's a, it's a, when it's talking about the Sheva Don, he's like a serpent that, that crawls on the path. So we say that's a reference to Shimshon and that both of his legs were hurt. Five men who were created with something so similar to Shammai. And all that they were given with a great, great physical um, extraordinary thing. So they all were then hurt with that extraordinary talent. Shimshon Shimshon was like extraordinary above all human beings with his strength. Shol with Savar, Shol with his neck. He was taller than everyone. Shol with his eyes. Azaraglav and Asar with his legs. So these are people, all these extraordinary qualities physically with these things, and they ended up that their downfall happened with this as well. Shimshon with Shimshon with his strength. His strength departed him. That's what ended up happening. That's why he was captured. Shol with Savar, Shol with his neck. Shol was much taller than everyone, but eventually he took the sword and he fell upon it, killing himself. And we assume that he fell upon the neck where normally a sword kills a person. Avsham was with the hair. As we will explain later on. We will talk later on about Avshalom and his hair. Tzidkia be'en Tzidkia with his eyes. The eyes of Tzidkia were blinded. This is when Nuchanetzer captured him. So they blinded him. Asabar Raglov, as with his legs, the Siv Rakla, Isik Nasso Chalas Raglov, time was the age, he got disease with his feet. Vamar Vilam Arav, Shachas also Padagra. He got a disease called Padagra, something that hurts the, uh, Something that hurts the joints of the legs. Says the Gemara, What does it feel like? It feels like a needle into raw flesh. He suffered from it, so he knew what it was. Other people say he heard about it from his Rebbe. Still, other people said, Hashem shares secrets with those who fear him and his covenant. Um, to inform them. So we see over here that this idea that sometimes um, the, the tzaddikim and the Tamil Chamim just know things from Hashem. Says the Gemara Darsh Why was Asa punished? We saw that he was punished with his life. He put Torah scholars into, into his service, meaning he forced them to work. He called together all of Yehuda, no one was exempt. He forced everyone to work. My Enochid was, I mean, no one was exempt. Even a chasim was taken from his chamber and a kala from her canopy, and he, and he took even them, and uh, certainly to Mechacham. The idea why Enochid for them is because by a new, a, new, a new couple, it says in the Torah, Enochid is So we see over here that if it says Enochid, that it's a reference to a new couple. Back to Shimshon. Shimshon went down to Nemochid, but another Pasuk says about you, your father was going up. Two Timnas. This is the story of Yehuda and Tamar. So what is that? When someone's going to Timnas, do they go down or do they go up? What's the geography here? Amr Abelazar, Shimshon, Shimshon, where he went down to Timnas because it was a descent. That's where he fell in sin. So it says that it was a descent. It's not literal here. Did he go up or did he go, did he go down? Just with the you know, geography. But it means more than that, what was taking place in his life. So Shimshon went down. Yehuda who was elevated there, 
That's the whole story with Tamar ended up bringing Mashiach, so therefore it says that he ascended. We can suggest that there are two Timnas. One, you go, like, you go through going down, and one, you reach through going up. There's actually only one Timna. One who comes from this side, it's uh, considered, it, the one who comes from this side, he goes down. You come from the other side, then you go up. And the Gemara gives an example, such a thing like Vardunya, Bebari, and the market of Narash, all where in the middle of the, of the this is in Bava, where the hills are there. And then again, it depends. If you're coming from one side, you go up, you go from the other side, you go down. It says by Tamar, by the story, again, she dresses up, she pretends like she's a harlot, Yehuda has relations with her, and from there, Mashiach comes. So it says that Tamar sat by the crossroads on the way to Timna, Amar of the Sandri. So what does it mean, Pesach Hainayim? Um, at the at, at the place of the opening of the eyes, you normally you normally we just translate it as a crossroads because people decide you know where where you're going to go. Am I going to go here or there? But we say it means even more than that. She sat by the doorway of Avram Avinu. The place that all eyes were very excited to see. You know, so everyone appreciated that place because they knew that uh, they were welcome there. So it was a place that everyone wanted to be by Avram Avinu. Actually, it's a place called Inayim. It says Tapuach and Inam. So when it says that that Tamar is a Pesach it means she was by the city of Inam, like Inayim. So according to this place, it's actually it's actual literal. She gave she gave different um, ideas. In other words, she was able to, to validate everything she was saying with with Yehuda. She wanted Yehuda to have beer with her, but she had to convince him. So. What we're saying is she convinced him and gave him an opening in order to have Bia. Amar Allah, because Yehuda said, maybe you're not a Jewish woman. I'm like Yoris, honey. She said, what are you talking about? I'm a, I'm, I'm a Gioris. I converted. Maybe you're married. I'm a Lipini. And she said, I'm not married. Maybe your father accepted the Kedushin for you. So, so you don't know that you're married. I'm a lot of She said, what do you mean? I'm an orphan. I don't have a father. Shema Tmeat, maybe you're Nida. I'm late to her, and you know, I mean, I'm not. So this is the idea, Pesachanaim, that she was able to, to convince him with her words to have Bia. Now we discuss Avram Vinu more. We just mentioned that, but one of the interpretations of Pesachanaim is that she sat by the door of Avram Vinu that all eyes were excited to see. So now it says in the Pasuk by Avram, he planted an Eshel in Bereshava. What's an Eshel? He made an orchard and he planted there many different types of fruits for all his guests to enjoy. Some say it was an orchard. Other people say it was like a hotel where people could stay. Says the Gemara, this is good according to the opinion that says it was an orchard. It's something you plant. If it was a hotel, why is that something you plant? It's like the Pasuk in Dilem says, he will literally like pitch a tent to the palace. So we see that um, you can use that a bit looser uh, for a hotel or something like that. Now it says, After the Eishol, it says that he called there the name of Hashem, the master of the world. So you shouldn't read it that he proclaimed that he called. He caused other people to call. He caused other people to recognize the name of Hashem. What does this mean? Malamed teaches us Avram caused the name of Hashem to be called in the mouth of every single person who passed by. Kate said, "How do you do this?" So after they would eat and drink, they would set up, they would stand up to go bless Avram. In other words, they would say thank you. You ate my food. Why are you thanking me? Michel, Michel, okay. Okay, you ate the food from Hashem. You should be thinking and praising and blessing the one 
who made the world come to be, and that's why he caused other people to, 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 to bless Hashem. That's the pshat, vayakri, not vayikra. It's not that it's just that he called, but that he caused other people to bless Hashem. Back to Yehuda and Tamar. Vayera Yehuda, Yehuda saw her, he thought she was a zona, because she covered her face. Because she covered her face, he thought she was the harlot. That doesn't make sense. Uh, usually a covered face is a sign of modesty. It's not a harlot. So if someone's face is covered, why would you think they were a harlot? So the Gemara answers, it means that she normally had covered her, fa- her face when she was by her father-in-law's house out of modesty. Therefore, Yehuda didn't recognize her now because he wasn't used to seeing her in that way without the, without the, the covering. What's the lesson? Any bride who is modest by her father-in-law's house, she merits to have kings and prophets which would descend from her. Where do we know this from? Itamar from Tamar. Why? Because Nevi'in says that Yeshaya ben Amatz and and that we're going to see in a second how we know Yeshaya came from Tamar, Malachim David and kings from David. And, and obviously David comes from um, Paris, the son of Tamar. That's the whole story in Rus. How he comes and goes all the way back. But just to understand about Yishai, from Revelevi, Amos and Amatsa were brothers. So Amatsa is the king of Judah, the sons of Tamar. So his brother Amos must, um, was also. So Yishai was the son of Amos, must have been from her descendants. So that's an idea. Anyone who's modest, even if following his home, where they could say, oh, I'm comfortable, everyone knows me. But she still was modest, so she was rewarded for that. Okay, then at the end, it was alleged, right, that she committed adultery, so right before she was taken out, she, she said, you know, and Yehuda admitted, but at the end, the apostle says, he would say she's being taken out to be executed, so mutzeis can also mean mutzeis to find. So what does that mean? He would should say, um, say she was being taken out. That would have been the correct grammar. He mutzeis is more mashma like she found. So the Gemara explains, means after she found the objects, Right, she was trying, she had the seal, the tunic, and the staff that Yudai gave her um, as the security for the Bia, for the payment. So after it was found, the angel Samal came and pushed them away from her so that she wouldn't be able to send them to Yudai. She wanted to send them to Yudai to get him to admit and stop the whole thing and bring the Mashiach. But the bad angel Samal was the angel for Adam, so he came and tried to push them away. But Gabriel, very careful, and Gabriel then had to come and bring them close to her once again. Therefore, we use a lushan of finding, because it's not just that she was being taken out, but it's also a lushan of finding in the sense that uh, she was able to find, to, to locate these things, and to actually send them to Yudah. And this pasuk about Tamar and her story is referenced in Tehillim. Sometimes you have that, how David's words... Um, are actually referenced to previous stories. So it says, It says, For the conductor, the dove of silence, by David, a michtam. And we'll explain what that means. The dove here is Tamar. At the time that her objects were being pushed away from her, she she became like a silenced dove. It means her silence, she wasn't saying what the truth was, um, she came like a silenced dove. But David Mechtam, like David and Mechtam, what does that mean? She said that from Tamar, Yatsim and David, David came, Shayyim Mach, with Tamlakol. He was humble, Mach, and he was perfect to everybody came from Tamar. Davar Achar Mechtam, Shayyim Makos, or Tamar. Mechtam means that normally you know, everyone's born with a foreskin you have to cut off. It requires a wound. But for David, it was complete. You know, David was born already with a Torah. David was very humble that just when he was young, he lowered himself to someone bigger than him to learn Torah. So too, even when he became great, he always made sure he had a Rebbe. And the Gemara Baruch says that he used to learn Torah even after he was great. He used to be humble and learn Torah from Mephibosheth, the son of Shaul. 
back to Tamar. She sent these signs to her father-in-law, Lamar, saying, I'm pregnant to whoever owns these things. So obviously it's Yehuda. So she should have said directly that Yehuda was the father. Why is she sending the signs? It's preferable, it's better for a person to throw himself into a fiery furnace. It's better to do that than to shame his friend in public. So it was better for her to fall into this fall into the fiery furnace than it would be to shame Yehuda. We know, we know this from Tamar, that's what we're learning. Now the famous Kasha over here, Taisa says that we know there's only Yahar Gal Yavar for three things, um, so how come there's not a four things if you're supposed to if you're supposed to throw yourself in a fire? So there's different answers. So here Tyson seems to say, oh, it's not a mefirish avira in the Torah. So therefore, even though you do have to give up your life, um, but you do have to give, to give up your life, but it's not it's not mentioned. It's one of those lists because it's not an avira, which is mefirish in the Torah. Other people understand that the Gemara is not literal. It doesn't literally mean that you have to give up your life. Another view is that it could be it's part of Shulchas Damim because that's what happens. A person loses their blood, right? You get embarrassed, you turn white. So it's actually somehow included in the Avera Shulchas Damim, different approaches. She said, Hakir Nav, please recognize. The word recognize, Yehuda told his father about the alleged death of his son Yosef. He said, recognize the, 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 the coat of your son. So he used the words Hakir, Hakir was true. So then the word Hakir was back on him about his sin. Hakir, they said to Yaakov, do you Hakir, do you recognize this, this coat of your, the, the shirt of your son? And they had, remember they had dipped it in blood. Hakir was true and they used the same word Hakir to remind him about, about his sin. About his sin, Hakir, no, me, he said, do you recognize who this comes from with these simanim? No, Tamar said, please, ain't not The word no is always like a beg. She was begging. She said, I beg of you, I want you to recognize the Abishab. I don't want to, to conceal your eyes from, from me. In other words, she was nervous that Yudah was going to say she didn't recognize her. She says, Hashem knows, you know, Hashem knows, but please don't hide. So what did Yehuda say? Yehuda recognized and he said, you're right, she is right, it is from me. So the Gemara says, was private. Because remember, Eishas Potiphar tried to seduce him and he wouldn't do it. So that was in private. He was He merited. He was merited to have a letter from Hashem's name added to his name. So, so there's an extra hey, be Yosef instead of just being Yosef. Yehuda Whereas Yehuda in public. So that's a greater So his merit was that his entire name is based on the name of Hakadosh Baruch The word Yehuda has all the four letters of Yudkei Vavke. So it's even a greater madrega. It's even a greater madriga that Yehuda was able to reach, and that was all because he was Makadashim Shemaim in a public way. Another reward, Kiman Shoulder Varmat Sakhman, as soon as Yehuda confessed and said, She's right, it's from me, Yatsa Basko Varmar Basko came out and said, Ati Salta Tamar Shneba Nam Noor, you saved Tamar and your two sons from the fire. Chayach, I promise, Shani Matsubus, Ulsa Shemabinachamar, I swear I will save in your merit three of your descendants from the fire. My Neo Khanani Mishovazar. So those were the descendants, and they were safe in the fire later on in Jewish history because of the slurs, the slurs here that, um, that Yehuda admitted and he refused, she, and he said, Sadkami Mani. Sadkami Mani, how do you know the child's from him? Maybe it was other people. Why was Yehuda so 
sure that 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 it was from him. Yatsa Basko was a Basko that came out and says, Me many Yatsakushim, from me the hidden things have come out. Meaning Akadish Baruch who said that this is this coming of the Mashiach, this is all intended for me. This is not a mistake. Um, but anyways, you would have heard this Basko and I was able to realize that this is the truth. That stop from being closer, intimate with her. Once he knew about her, that she was righteous, he never stopped being with her. He continued to be with her um, intimately. It says he wasn't yasaf from being intimate with her. A great sound that didn't stop. Stop. So we see that yasaf means to stop. So it means that he didn't stop um, being with her at the, after this point. Now we continue to talk about Avshalom. Avshalom is Gal Bitsar. We said that he had a lot of glory in his hair, and the Midah connected me with Avshalom is that he was punished with his hair. Tan Rabban Avshalom Bitsar Marad, he rebelled against Hashem with his hair. Shanem Rabban Avshalom Lai Sayyid Yafa. It's possible he says there was no one as beautiful in Klai Sor like Avshalom. Uvagaucho, in which shave, I indicate Emily Yamim, Ashagalach, the end of every year, he would shave. He chaved a love, he became very heavy as hair, every gilcho, he would shave. The Shakal, Sar Rosham, Messiah, Shkolam, Evan Amelach. He's so heavy. And he should shave it, and his head would weigh 200 shekels of the king's weight. So it was a tremendous amount of nair. Remember, he was in Nazar Olam, who cut his hair once a year. So it, um, he had a tremendous, beautiful hair. Tana says in a bright spot, the weight 200 times was um, 200 times the Eben HaMelech. What's the, what's the 200 shekel? What are we talking about here? So it was the stone that the people of Tiberi and the people of Tipuri would use as a weight. So the one that was being used in the weight was a very heavy weight. The one in Tiberi and Tipuri was a little bit heavier than the standard one, and it was 200 times that amount. So very, very amazing hair. And he rebelled, he became arrogant with it. That's why he was hung by his hair. Shunamar says in the David. Shalom came to David's servants. He was riding upon the mule. The mule came under the branch. He was suspended between heaven and earth. And the mule continued moving under him. So that's the reason, again, why he's dying because of his hair. Shalom says, you took his sword by the mystery. He wanted to cut his hair to free himself. In that moment, he wanted to free himself. The depths of Gehenna opened up under him. He saw Gehenna. So he preferred to be killed by the servants than to accept and to go straight to Gehenna. He wanted to, you know, maybe see if he could get kapara for his sins by, uh, by being killed. Now, what was David Amalek's reaction when he heard that Avshalom died? So he was very, very scared. He trembled. He got up to the upper chamber. He cries. And he says, Keeps on saying, My son, my son, if only I could have died in your place. He wraps himself and he cries. He says, Avshalom, my son, my son. So if you count all the Benis in the Pasuk, there's eight. So Lama, why do we need eight mentions of the word Beni? The answer is, He said, my son, seven times, he brought Avshalom up from seven different chambers of Gehenim. Each one was able to bring him up. The last one, Avshalom's head was brought closer to the rest of his body. Initially, his head was thrown far away from his body, and there was a miracle that occurred when David Davin, that it became reunited. He was even able to bring him to Olam Haba with his tefillah. Very, very powerful, very powerful idea. Then we continue dashing about Avshalom. Avshalom took, and he made something big during his lifetime. My luck, what does it mean he took? He made a bad decision, meaning a bad, bad decision. He took something bad for himself. 
So he, he, he made something bad. He made himself like a monument, something, some bad decisions. It's a pillar that's in the valley of the king. So what does this mean, the valley of the king, this monument of Shalom that's in the monument of the king? The holster of Shalom was through the deep, the Eitzah Muka, the deep ideas of the Rebona Shalom. HaKadosh Baruch, who said, and Rashi explains that it was through the David's story with, 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 with Bathsheba, the whole story, questionable story with that, that because of that, he... Um, it was a punishment for David with this whole story of Absalom, but obviously HaKadosh Baruch was behind this. The language, the punishment, the prophecy was told to David was that after, after with Bathsheba that there was going to be something bad from your own household. And that's a reference here to... Um, that's a reference here to Avshal. Where do we see Emek like that? It's with Avshal. You find Meshachim Emek Hevron. So this is where uh, Yaakov sent Yosef to find his brothers. Eventually he got sold. So it said, he, sent, he sent him from the Emek of Hevron. So we see Emek. What does it mean? The deep idea of Avram Avinu who was buried in Hebron. So it doesn't literally mean a valley. It means the Eitzah, the idea. So it was said about Avram that he should know that we were going to go to Mitzrayim. So Yosef was going to the Emek. He was going to the Emek of Avram. He was going to fulfill that prophecy. The Eitzah that was said to Avram that we're going to go to Mitzrayim. Yosef was walking into that and he was going to be the catalyst of how of how we would go there. Okay, we're talking about, again, the Avshalom's monument, the bad decision that he made for himself to build a monument, because he said, I have no child, and that's why he's making himself a monument. So the rest says, why is that true? For the law of the men, he didn't have any kids. He had three sons and one daughter. It means he didn't have a child who is fit for royalty. So he's making the monument so that people could try to remember him better. Mar says another shot of Gimir of a tradition close to us where anyone who burns the produce of his family in the Yashav will not leave a son to inherit him. Whereas if you destroy someone else's crops, so then your own like seed, your own crop will be destroyed, Mida Kenagan Mida. The Eo Kaulid Yov, and we know that Avshalom burned all the stuff of Yod. The Sivayim of other Ruhul Kazov Al Yadi, the law of Shamsa Aram, who that's Yuba Ajri, Zu Avsham Khalkabaish. They burned Yoav's stuff on fire. So even though Avshalom had children, they weren't going to live to inherit him. So he was aware of that, and that's why he wanted to build that monument, because he was pretty confident that he was not going to actually be survived by his children.